Yeah, that always pumps me up. That is the sounds of the rock band Adrenaline, and the song is Ignite. Friends here to Stoop, the good uh, lead singer, Mr. Dan Gutschmidt, and the boys. The song that leads us into another episode of The Stoop, and it's a special edition of The Stoop tonight. Taco Tuesday episode. Jeff the Shark Barini with the amazing co-host, the lovely Jewel Tatey. Jewel, good evening. little technical difficulty with Jewel. He's about to shut Better? herself off. It, it, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> she muted herself because she, was, uh, expecting, because she was expecting an awful introduction. But there she is, Jewel Tatey. Jewel, good evening. How are we doing tonight? Good evening. How are we doing, Jeff? Uh, I'm going to say two words. Oh, no, three words. I'm sorry. Nervous as shit. That's right. Pretty nervous tonight. <laughs> get a, yeah, get a little fan geek tonight for you. <laughs> And uh, a lot of you that are listening know why. I've been posting all day, been talking about it, and been amped about this for a while. From the hit Showtime series, Shameless, the one, the only, Mr. Steve Howie. All right. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, Steve Howie tonight at 8.30, roughly around 8.30 Eastern on the Stoop radio show. Uh, We're going to talk to Steve about Shameless Season 8. Ask him about season nine. I'm going to ask him why they use me as a body double for him on Shameless. You know, <laughs> yeah, that happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk to Steve about a lot of stuff. Steve's been on the show before. Real down to earth guy, smart, funny, great conversation. With any luck, he's gotten out of traffic in LA because we know how much he loves that. But uh, check it out. We'll see. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I can hardly contain myself. Great stuff. Usa. Usa. And this is the, the kickoff, and it, maybe it's better that we put these two um, great stars back-to-back. Steve Howie tonight. And tomorrow night, for those of you who are listening, still in the works. I know people say, oh, I hope it doesn't fall apart. As of now, Lita Ford. Tomorrow night on the stage. Sweet Jesus. Oh Lita goodness. Ford. Steve Howie. This is like um this is like Jimmy Fallon type stuff. It's like Tonight Show type stuff with these great It stars. is really. <laughs> really. And uh, you know <sighs> us two great hosts bringing it to you. All kind of excited, making great strides here on the stoop. We couldn't do it without any of you, so those of you who are listening, thank you so much. We're gonna try. I know I put it out there on Facebook and I've mentioned it to a lot of people and some people have responded. We're gonna try and take some calls for Steve Howie a little later on tonight on the program as long as the switchboard works and, and we can get it. Because last time he was uh, all kind of excited for call-ins. We had two call-ins last time. He likes it. He likes that kind of stuff. It's very cool. That's awesome. Off the cuff. Let's do it. Off the cuff. Man. Getting back to the fans. Let's do it and let's get right into it. In honor of our guest, Mr. Steve Howie, because we like to kind of tie in our big top five list um, to kind of honor our guest. So tonight, in honor of the very dysfunctional show, Shameless, I give to you our top five list. Top five most dysfunctional TV shows or TV families that we love. Dysfunctional. Could be anything. Crazy, just crazy shit. Not the loving, I love you daddy, I love you mommy kind of stuff, but off the wall, crazy daily behavior. No after school specials. (laughs) No after school specials. 
They were holding anybody's hand. No. Straight up nonsense. Jewel, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the option tonight. Would you like to lead or would you like me to lead? Uh, I'll go first on this one. All Pretty right. comfortable on my list, Top so. five. Top five dysfunctional shows or TV families that we love. Let it rip, Jewel. All right. Kicking off. It has to be The Sopranos. The Sopranos oh. was just one of the best shows. And really, you really got a glimpse into what would it be like to live with a mob boss. It was incredible. And, yeah, it, it had so many, like, coming from an Italian family, you notice, like, the similarities. It's very funny. But the father, Tony, was a freaking cheat mob boss. His wife was, like, in love with his driver. His son was, like, a rude brat who needed to be bribed who needed to be bribed to get anything done because he was just lazy and he was horrible like that whole show. And then the daughter was just a spoiled brat. I wanted to hit her in the face. I know you're a fan, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) But she was just such a brat and she would like call out her father. She's like, well, you know, I don't know why you have to do what you do, but the chick is reaping all the benefits from her father's, hard labor, so she just needs to shut up and respect her father. I'm like, if this was a real Italian family, like, that father would not let her get away with talking to her like that. So, Yeah, there's dysfunction all over that show with uh, Christopher being a junkie and beating his girl, and then it's just all, his mom was mean, and then his sister was crazy, hippie chick, so yeah, just dysfunction all over the place. Gotta love it. Uh, number four, bringing it home, always sunny in Philadelphia. How can you not love the Reynolds, D, Dennis, and their father, Frank? It's just, it's one of the, I, I just freaking love this show. You, you have to crack up at every episode. Um, yeah, they didn't even know Frank was their legitimate father and, and every show they just screw up royally in every aspect of their lives and, they have Charlie and Mac chiming in, and it's just pure chaos and really hilarious. Uh, number three, it has to be Family Guy because I love Family Guy. I love Family Guy, you know, pretty much grew up with it, and it's one of the most dysfunctional families of all time. You got Peter, who's a dumbass. You got <laughs> Lois, his hot wife, who yeah. uh, the dog is in love with her. Uh Meg's a loser, and her family isn't afraid to tell her it to her face. You got the genius baby and uh, another dumbass Chris. So there's there's a whole lot of messiness, hilariousness happening on Family Guy. And number, you all right there? Yeah, good. I got a little tangled. <laughs> Tangling up. Uh, number two, this is a new favorite of mine, but it's quickly, like, on my list of favorite shows of all time. It's hilarious. It's a cartoon. It's on Cartoon Network. It was almost going to be on Adult Swim, but it has enough of kitty jokes and not enough of adult humor. Like, almost Rick and Morty-ish, but not really. Amazing World of Gumball. Oh, my God. When I first saw this show, I was, like, peeing my pants. It is so funny. But it's like a little kid show, you know, but the the whole family is just, you know, you got the dumb, dumb father, the workaholic 
frantic mother. Um, the the son is just like a knucklehead, like a Bart Simpson, what have you. And then the smart sister. It's it's kind of a play off the Simpsons too, but it's really really funny. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's really a really good show, and I love it. And number one, how can it not be number one? It's Shameless. How do you get more dysfunctional than Shameless? It's just what show is that? Shameless. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe our guest knows, but yeah, Frank, the absentee disability check stealing father, uh, the sisters like raising all the kids who are pretty much like drug dealers and hustlers and doing anything they can to get by. They got the pregnant teen daughter. They got you know the funny neighbors. It, it's just all over the place, and it just gets it gets crazier and crazier every season. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Kevin and seeing a little behind-the-scenes action of what happens. But it's got to be number one on my list. You don't get more dysfunctional and off the freaking wall than Shameless. That's a great list, an outstanding list. Of course, it'll be Steve tonight, not Kevin. Kevin on Sunday, Steve six days a week. <laughs> yeah. I got you, but he's, he's Big Kev. What a great, I, I think, just a character. I, I think he'll get it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The character, the character is one of the best characters on TV. Cracks me up. One of the main reasons yeah. I watch. I love it. Love that show. Great list. My list, dysfunctional. A lot of good stuff. And, and I got a tie for number five uh, because I couldn't really decipher, uh, you know, five and five A, if you will. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. I start off with Malcolm in the Middle. Um, a family that just really had no love. A family that really never got along. Uh, totally dysfunctional at all times. Uh, but great. Great TV. That's where we uh, got introduced to, uh, of course, Brian. Not introduced to Brian Cranston, but that was one of the big shows uh, that Brian Cranston was on. Uh, so that's number five, tied with The Sopranos. Uh, yeah, Italian mafia family of the weirdest degree. I know my Italian family wouldn't put up with half the shit that I pulled that The Soprano kids pulled. So that certainly would never happen. Uh, that's number uh, five tied. Number four, all in the family. Archie Bunker, the world's biggest bigot, and spoke whatever was on his mind and didn't do it very well. Man wasn't all that intelligent when you really get down to it. But a great show, a daring show that really came out uh, ahead of its time and really hit things head on like racism and, and sexism and such. Number four. Number three, The Simpsons. You got your cartoon? I got my cartoon. My cartoon is The Simpsons. Uh, Bart Simpson, probably the baddest little kid ever. Lisa, of course, Homer was uh, the king of dope. It's a great word for him because he was kind of a dope. Terrific show. It's been on for the longest time. been running forever. I absolutely love that show, The Simpsons. Number two and number one, you're not going to believe it. Number two is the aforementioned Shameless. Just crazy. Makes me feel better about my life watching the Gallagher family. And Frank and his multiple kids with multiple women and drug abuse and living on the streets and wild show. Just crazy. I love it. It cracks me up to no end. That's why we buck so hard to get Mr. Steve Howie here tonight to talk about Shamus because it's great. But it's not number one, Joel Tatey. The number one. Most dysfunctional show to me that I love. Married. With children. The Bundys, folks. I mean, nothing ever went right for the Bundys. 
Never. The Bundys were just a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Al had his terrible job and his ripped up clothes and shoes with holes in him and Bud couldn't get laid in a whorehouse and Kelly was the town slut and Peg was the laziest wife around. <laughs> married with children. Close. I mean, it goes to show you. Shameless and married with children, very close. Maybe 1A and 1B, but for tonight, Al Bundy still holds the championship. And a, just a great list. Great, great, great list. Um, let's run them down again. Jewel came out with the Sopranos at number five. Always Sunny in Philadelphia at number four. Family Guy at number three. The Amazing World of Gumball at number two. Here's a new one. And number one, of course, Shameless. Jeff's top five. A tie at number five. Malcolm in the middle and the Sopranos. Number four, Archie Bunker, all in the family. Number three, The Simpsons. Number two, Shameless. And number one, Married with Children. Great list. That was a that was a fun one. I like that. Yeah, great one. I know. I knew. I knew. Um, oh my God! You just said it. <laughs> What's the name? The Bundys. We're going to be number one, or at least somewhere on your list. Um, yeah. Because I grew up with that show too, but uh, you know, I have my newer shows I had to squeeze in there. But that's that's a great list. Yeah. Don't forget, in the December we have uh, actress Juliet Tablack who played uh, Amber. The Darcy's uh, niece. That's really funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> we're going to talk about some married with children when she comes on. That's going to be terrific. And yeah. uh, we're going to talk shameless Sunday with Steve Howie. When he gets here, uh, we're actually going to be calling him. It's around the 830 time frame. And I know um, a few people want to call in. If you're looking to call in again, uh, message me on Facebook. Let me know so I can be uh, on the lookout for your number. And uh, try and get you some questions with uh, Steve Howie. Should be a great thing. Nice time he's begging for calls, so let's get some calls tonight. Let's keep it fun. Make sure you alert me so I know you're calling so we don't get cranks and, and stupid stuff. This is a big show tonight. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> nodding, your head. nodding your head does not get out to the audience. <laughs> you can't see uh, me. Got you that. Can't, you can't see me. John Cena. Da, 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 da. Uh, big thanks, by the way, to uh, last night's guest. Lovely young lady by the name of Bella Elise. She was terrific. Um, singer, songwriter, regular kid, a lot of fun. Played one of her songs called uh, Call Me Crazy. Excellent. Yes. Excellent stuff. She's look so after sweet. Very. Absolutely. She, she's a sweetheart. And remember, it's um, Bella, if you want to find her. B E L L A. E L Y S E E Bella Elise. Um. Okay, so we got somebody on hold who wanted to talk about our 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 top list. Ready to take a call real quick? <laughs> sure. Hi, right, people just want to get on. Hello there, you're on the stoop. Hey, what's up, man? It's Gonzalez. I Michael just, Gonzalez. Uh, hey, Wonder Woman, how you doing there? Hi. How are I, you? Uh, I was I I was me and the wife over here were listening to the list right in the middle of the list and and I was listening to Jewel's list and I said, Oh, that's that's okay, that's an okay list and then <laughs> I'm listening to Jeff's list. And I'm looking at Michelle, I'm like, Why isn't Married with Children on this list? If it wasn't for Married with Children, there would be no dysfunctional family. And Thank Married you. with Children I agree. started the whole thing, you know? <laughs> I mean it was 
Al Bundy, you know, the, the loser who's the big man in high school and then knocked, up, knocked up his high school sweetheart. And then his kid is a loser. And, you know, his daughter, you know, the town slut. And then you got Jefferson next to him, and the crazy neighbor who's still, like, you know, loving girls all the time. And then Marcy, she's a chicken. She has, he has a chicken for a name. Who has a chicken? He's a chicken. Yeah. There'd be no so shameless me... without married with children. Exactly. Yeah. So let me ask yeah, you. I... You're a married with children fan. Jefferson Darcy or Steve Roots? Oh, Jefferson all the way. Jefferson Absolutely. All the way. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Steve, Steve was kind of boring, you know? Yeah. He's a boring. But once Jefferson got involved, you know, that was the best. I mean, it was the best when Jefferson ran in, like, he would, he would come running into the house. And say, hey, we're going to the nudie bar. You know, they do like. <laughs> oh my God. We well, have to listen when Juliet's on in uh, December. Yeah. yeah. I heard that. And she was like, like, oh man, she was so hot. It's like one, one of my first crushes. She's so hot. Yeah, we love her. I don't know how Bud got her. It's not fair that Bud got her. I know. I don't know how Bud got her either. Bud never got any A's. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, thanks for calling in, Mike. Uh, we're going to have Steve on shortly. Um, feel free to keep listening. If you want to call back and ask Steve a question, give us about like 20, 25 minutes. We'd like to have you back. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. All right, man. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Mike See ya. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. We need Cohen's more more often. He was great. Totally. <laughs> Switch it up a little bit. I know, right? It was it was great. He was listening to the list, um, and, and you know, I I agree. To me, dysfunction really started with married with children. They had to kind of break barriers and, and break down walls that you know the censors didn't want people to hear. And you know, they they fought it a lot and they they stayed on a long time. And it actually got better with Jefferson. I agree. Steve was kind of a nerd, kind of a backward guy, and uh, they always used the the catchphrase "jump the shark" with the actor, Ted McGinley, that played Jefferson. But uh, I think he made that show better. What do you think? You, you, were, you were a fan. I, I was a fan. I wasn't an avid fan. I was kind of young when that whole show was out. I did watch it. Uh, I thought it was funny, but I'm not a married-with-children connoisseur. i got to brush up. Absolutely. you definitely got to brush up because that's just goddamn embarrassing. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> You're just yeah, old. it's funny. You know, yeah, it's funny because you know we have a listener on the edge of his seat saying, "What? Nobody's going to say marriage children?" I'd get it out there, of course. <laughs> that's from my man Mike Gonzalez. Mike, if you uh, forget, uh, was the captain of our kickball team. Told you all about kickball. Uh, he was here at our holiday party. Jewel met him. Um, great guy. Great time. Kind of a wild man. We love it. And I'm glad he called in. Try getting along yeah. later on when Steve calls in. Yeah, it's you know the more the merrier here at the stoop. I know me and Jewel are great, but. We got time for everybody on the show. Yes. <laughs> wow, there's just um, a lot of comments from people that are just stoked for Steve Howie, and uh, I got to tell you, it's, it's ladies' night. <laughs> the ladies are going berserk. I know. There needs to be a, like <laughs> a list that we give him. Just like run off these names real quick, like, hey, hey, everyone, and then just have him run down all the lists that of the ladies that won shout outs. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> we, uh, the show only goes two hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> went eight hours, maybe. 
poor guy by hour three is going to like, good evening, Jessica. <laughs> good evening, Marie. And he's going to be like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy. Um, Sneak one or two in there. It's funny, uh, my, my wife just commented that uh, you should see, we're talking about married children and, and Katie Seagal, and then my wife, you should see her in Sons of Anarchy, Anarchy if you want to see Dysfunctional. That was a Dysfunctional show. It was, I didn't, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch it as close as she did, but that was a wild show, and Katie Seagal yeah. was crazy in that stuff. I know, she God. just messaged me too. She's like, you didn't say Sons. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it's up there. I was just thinking of, you know, different ones, but no one's more Dysfunctional than freaking... Gemma, she's a killer. It's good shit. We should have just went like we should do like a top fifty list, and then by that yeah, time right. we'd be ready for Steve, and then <laughs> we keep it to a top five. And we love, <laughs> we love, we love top five. Um, matter of fact, it looks like that's number one on her list uh, was uh, Sons of Anarchy. It's a good one. So, um, in honor of Thanksgiving. Our marvelous research team, which consists of me and Jewel, <laughs> yes. um, point out that today is National Stuffing Day. Seems kind of weird. It's a couple of days before Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving changes every year. I just thought of that. So maybe National Stuffing Day was originally Thanksgiving and it changed. I don't know. Or it's just just on the twenty first. Oh, I could. I guess the twenty first could be. Could it be on a Thursday? I don't know. Anyway. It's not Turkey Day. I know that. Right, it's not Turkey Day. Your question to me and my question to you in return, um, what's on your table? Side dishes and such. Like, What are some of your mainstays? What do you have to have to have a good meal? Um, You know, I, I tried. I said on last night's episode – that sounds weird to say last night's episode, but I have to credit Martha Stewart for, for coming up with my personal favorite stuffing. And I put, um, it's this like cornbread bacon stuffing that I make and it's a sounds really good. good recipe. Yeah. And I, I made it and it turned out freaking awesome. It was a hit. And, and then I repeated it the next year, but you know what? You can't use sweet cornbread cause that throws it off. You have to use like not sweet cornbread. Um, but I always have, you know, like a green bean casserole. I have to have a lot of vegetables. Uh, Mike doesn't tend to cook with that many vegetables, so you got to, like, throw in, a, throw in some extra, extra, because I need that, especially when you're eating so much turkey. And then, um, yeah, I always, I always make our pumpkin pies, too, and I kind of make the pumpkin pies for our family and our extended family, too, and whoever asks for one, because I'm, like, the pumpkin pie girl and I'm really upset my oven's broken right now because I would be making some pumpkin pies but um yeah they're they're my staples I guess I would say what are yours uh beer (laughs) true yes some wine yes I like um I like macaroni and cheese I like mashed potatoes Mm. um I'm a stuffing guy I don't go nuts for stuffing a little taste of stuffing for me but um stuffing uh, the Thanksgiving coming up, but you know, I'm an everything guy and you know, beers on the list and uh, lots of different side dishes. I love side dishes. I love side anything. I like dips. I like side dishes. My kind of stuff. No cranberry sauce. I think cranberry sauce is so freaking nasty. Ew. 
Uh, I'm not a fan. I really am not a fan. The the Wawa Turkey Bowl is very big right now here in Philly. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, everybody's like, oh, with with the cranberries. No, it doesn't really do it for me. I don't need sweet turkey. No. You know what I do with the hot turkey? I get that, and I get some spinach. I put it on there and melted cheese. Oh, my God. The hot turkey is the best, and I haven't gotten one yet. I should go out and get one right now. Not right now. I'll wait. (laughs) Not right now. Right. If there's Steve Alley. (laughs) Yeah. Things are more important than Baba Turkey Bowls and Mr. Steve Alley. Certainly he's one of them. Um, Okay, so we have a new front runner in the must-have-her-nose category. Yep, plastic surgery. Women are all after a new nose. And it's the beautiful Miss Megan. I don't know if it's pronounced Markle or Markel. Megan Markel, I believe. Markle? Megan Markle? I do yes. love her. I know her. Well. Uh, she's one of the stars of the USA series Suits, which my wife adores that show. Um, and uh, the girlfriend of British royal Prince Harry. How about that? Go get him, Prince Harry. Comes up a nice-looking young lady there. So uh, New York plastic surgeon Dr. Street Greenberg uh, told the e-, uh, e News that a um, big number of requests have come up to have her news, plastic surgery, uh, her style news. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> since uh, their relationship started to heat up, Harry and uh, Meghan, you know, everybody's after um, Meghan's nose now. Uh, Markle's nose replaces the Kardashians as most wanted. Interesting stuff. Um, whose nose do you want, Jewel? <laughs> whose nose do I want? Um, I don't know. Because you always just pick yourself apart when you're a girl, you know? And you're like, man, if I had the money... I would go and I would get this done and this done, and then I would probably look like the cat woman and I wouldn't want all this stuff done. But, uh, no, you always, uh, well, I always do. I always want a tiny little bit smaller nose. Um, I think Kate Moss has a cute nose. I really do. She has that really tiny nose. And um, speaking of the Kardashians, like, Kim got her nose done, but I kind of think she looked better without it because it was like exotic, and now she just looks like Kris Jenner. So I think she'll look better without her nose job. Look at um, Baby from Dirty Dancing. That like ruined her career getting her nose yeah. job. Yeah. She, like she was like unrecognizable, right? Um, yeah, uh, but uh, Kylie has a cute little nose too. I always wished I had like a little pointy, little tiny, cute little button nose, or like a pointy little nose. Did a button nose. I got. I've got this. Uh, I've got this gigantic Italian sledgehammer on my nose, so I, you know, <laughs> I would uh, pretty much trade with anybody. Um, I'll take. Uh, how about our man Josh Server from the other night? I'll take his nose. I'll take his face. I'll take Steve Howard's yeah, face. He's good. He has good uh, features. Yeah, yeah very nice guy. features. He's got a bad nose. Good looking guy. He's got a bad nose. <sighs> I, know, I was gonna say something mean about a girl, but I'm not gonna say. <laughs> no, 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 no mean tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's not it, it wasn't. Yet. It was just a, a, you know, I wouldn't want her nose, but it, it's fine. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not. Sitting here drinking. Um, sitting here drinking my ten gallon, um, ten gallon glass of beer here. Things ginormous. They'll probably take me in tomorrow night's show. Don't like uh, Das Boot. It is bigger than Das Boot. It's like Das friggin' ocean. It's huge. Thank you. Thank you. Look at 
don't don't get me catered to again studio. Nobody caters to me in the studio. I gotta spend for myself. Gotta get my own drink. Thank you. Pee pee my own pants. <laughs> I know. I'm really getting catered to tonight. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a big night. Tomorrow night's a big night too. We need some catering. Oh, I'm a little nervous, folks. About that time, we're about a minute away. I get out the phone and, and, and dial Steve Howie. I'm dying because right now Steve Howie's probably in traffic, cursing off the entire city of Los Angeles. He'll be in a good mood. You imagine pissing that guy off too? You cut him off, and you give him the <laughs> finger, and he gets out of the car, and you're like, Jesus Christ! He's like the size of Aquaman. No. <laughs> I'd like to see him and Aquaman throw down. That'd be something. Right? He should be like a superhero. Like we should ask him if you're going to be a superhero, who would you be? We did it on the last show. I'll try it again. You can try it. I always like that stuff. Um, actually, um, brand new TV show. This is the greatest idea ever. Celebrity, yeah. celebrity arm wrestling. Ooh, I like, like tough, that. Yeah, That's tough guys and, and tough girls. I like it. Celebrity arm wrestling. Right. Steve Howie and um, Aquaman. There, I forgot his name. That's yep. That would be some hell of a showdown. I'd be rooting for Steve Howie. That's my man. Yes, we would. Steve Howie, let's do the magic digits. Let's dial it. Let's get ready. I am nervous as can be. And we're dialing. And it's ringing. Now we're getting ready for it. Hello? Good evening, Steve Howie. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Welcome to the Stoop Radio Show. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> I guess Hi, we should have kind of a... Yeah, oh, I guess hey, we should have pre on? our number. Well, I don't know. You know, I guess, you know, you get people calling every, you know, Yahoo's, but you're not Yahoo's. You should find I'm people. So angry. Thank you very Sorry, much. Sorry, I, I have man. to. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, I can imagine. I start, I start mean, and then I work my way up into charm, so... Oh, my God. It's I'm just at a taco really bar. Weird. Hey, man, can I get some... Uh, Carne asada, tacos, dos. Thank you. All right. Um, how are you guys doing? We're doing great, man. Thanks for coming on again. Um, last time yeah. we had you on, I was a little, I was a little green to it, so it was a little shaky. But tonight we're we're back back on target. So we're happy oh, to have you here. Thank you. Um, thank you. So, I'm uh, jealous. Let's talk about taco bar. <laughs> I know, right? What's taco, that? Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. So why not, right? Well, yeah, I'm actually on the uh, location, the set of the CBS show called Seal Team. Oh, um, nice. The new show on CBS. Yeah, so I'm just doing a few episodes on this, and uh, they have a taco cart out front, and uh, I'm helping myself <laughs> to some tacos. <laughs> I don't see why not. That's <laughs> awesome. Don't let us stop you. Yeah. Do your thing. Um, well, we have good tacos about... here in L.A. Oh, I but... can imagine. Because you're close to uh, close to the coast, it's pretty awesome. Um, so let's yeah. ask you about Shameless season eight. Um, your your yeah. character Steve has taken on a pretty big situation: uh, breast cancer. For those of you who watch the show, yeah. uh, what's uh, what's in the script? What's in um, Kevin's mindset right now? How's that playing out? Well, obviously, you know, it's it, it's it's a shock, right? Because you don't. Sure. I think most men don't equate. Um, tumors, breast cancer, breast exams with men or with themselves. So when he, uh, Kev gets felt, felt up for some extra cash <laughs> at the, uh, 
at the fairy tale bar. He's obviously like you know completely horrified, and he then he feels the lump. They find out, you know, and he goes through the same motions that anybody would, thinking that you know this is it. It's like getting an STD test. You know, you obviously you think you have it, then you find out that you don't have AIDS, and you can just you know have a you know a fine Tuesday. But um, so yeah, so he finds out that it's uh, they find out it's benign, and then he's horrified that he has something in his DNA that would that would cause this. So they go yeah. to a uh, not a genealogist. What is it? Geneticist. And um, they find out for his DNA because he doesn't want to pass anything on to his girls, or he wants to know what's in store for his girls, right? So yeah, then they find the inbred. <laughs> this is a whole inbred story. This is oh. this group of people from Kentucky. It's pretty funny. And then um and then we go on and then what happens is after that he tries to embrace his inner hick because this is his lineage because Kev Kev grew up as a um an orphan. Grew up okay. in an orphanage, didn't have a family, didn't know what who his family was, wasn't properly educated. And we've established over the seasons that he's, you know, inarticulate, illiterate, um, not proficient in any kind of arithmetic or uh, literature. So he is, you know, borderline uh, dumb. <laughs> I like to call him naive. I like to call him naive. Naive. Yeah. Okay. Um, that works. <laughs> yeah, he's naive. He's he hasn't seen the world as it as you should have, but. Uh, but no, his family is is uh, Veronica and those two girls and the neighborhood and the Gallagher's. So when he um, finds out about this, his family, they're you know they're disappointed at best. I think you know just like disgusted at worst. But he uh, tries to embrace. So the next episode, you'll see Kev being in a little bit of like you know cowboy mode, and oh. then uh, Kermit. <laughs> Kermit, I can't remember if it was Kermit or Tommy, one of the bar flies. They're like, you know, there's a difference between the South and and uh, country. And I was like, yeah, well, whatever. There's a learning curve. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's really neurotic. Like after he uh, he has that brushes, you know, the cancer scare and everything. Um, does his like neuroses like travel on throughout the season, or does he calm down a little bit? Would you say? Um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a, I think there's a fear, you know, that, that's, that's completely natural having the breast cancer scared because he has the lump. Mm-hmm. And right. what I've been uh, reached out to some organizations. You don't have it? It's in the house. Oh, I do. Sorry, man. I'm just giving props <laughs> back. Sorry. Um, the, uh, what, 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 um, the thing about the, um, the scare is that I had some um, cancer charity organizations contact me saying that this is actually an epidemic that needs to have more awareness because men find out about it when it's too late because they don't get mammograms, sure. they don't get checked out. You don't even think about it. Yeah. So this opened up a conversation um, that that needs to be had. Yeah, it's really important. Um, another show that had uh, a male male lead have breast cancer with was nip talk and i know it brought a lot of awareness so um yeah i think it's it's super important um to address yeah and, yeah uh, it's, it's a good thing you're part of it 
Yeah, especially a show that gets uh, as much action as Shameless a lot of people watch. So it's uh, actually works out pretty good. Um, oh, shit, so, wait. I forgot my wire. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Live on the set. It's very you know what? Exciting. i gotta, I got to do this interview. Sorry. This is chaos. Oh, sorry, guys. You're good. Right, man. <laughs> sorry. Beth, are you going right, right back right away? Okay. Bye. Sorry, guys. Not a problem yeah, at all. Fine. We all got right. you. We're here. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, a, I have a mic pack on my back that the wire is connected to my chest, and I got into a cast and crew van to drive away, and that that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so let me go take this off. But um, what were we saying? What were we talking about? We're talking about breast cancer. Well, male male breast, breast cancer. Yeah. 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 It was like you know these one of these things when this came up you know for season eight I read it and it was like many times what we go through especially me and Shinola and and for the rest of the cast too we we read this and we're just like what how the <laughs> hell is this gonna work right like why are we doing this and like how is this what 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 tracking is there? What about all the other stuff from the past seasons that we need to do? And then sure enough, you know, yep. And then we do it and then it works and it's awesome. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where we total we have total trust in the writers um, and the producers because they, um, they just keep, you know, proving us wrong every time. That's awesome. But, That's yeah. what I like. I said, so, yeah, to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just kind of, I don't know if I'm hopeful or, I don't know, um, worried that Kev's not going to be at the fairy tale anymore because he, they do get the bar back. Awesome. Oh, okay. They do get the uh, alibi back, yeah, yeah. Svetlana does yeah, come she... back and they're a thruple again for a, a little bit. Oh wow! So bringing back that—that's that, a good storyline, yeah, for all guys out there. All guys are excited for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look—it's what could go wrong. Exactly. Well, she does keep you know? the bar for a minute, right? And uh, and and I saw she had her um her woman come in there and like serve you a car and say, and she's selling the bar because it's her bar. So um, I'm glad that it works out for you guys, though. <laughs> Yeah, we have to do some finagling that's going to... There's some storyline craziness that happens with <laughs> Svetlana because they start to um, be intimate again. Oh, <laughs> oh sure. Right. Okay. <laughs> and and Kev gets jealous of of the orgasms that Veronica is having from <laughs> Svetlana. So he goes out and tries to Experiment with his own sexuality with the same oh, sex. Oh. <laughs> with the same yeah. sex. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't know, and like, and then um, he he doesn't know. That's just, this is where the, the the beautiful naivete comes into play because <laughs> he's just like, well, if that happens with you, then I can go and do that, and that makes total sense. So, yeah. Well, he was on the verge of it when they they found the lump, right? He was about to um, let the Man, <laughs> go to town. No, so. no, no, no. I think before that, uh, you know, Veronica had specific instructions, which was no hand jobs, no, you know, no touches, no anything like that. So he told the guy, he's like, look, you can, you can, you know, smell it, you can blow on it. But... <laughs> that was enough for him. 
I believe it was, that's a, what it was. nothing. Was, nothing beneath the gold who, I mean, trunks, and no matter how who, hard you who, suck it, it's not going to get hard. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, no, yeah. no matter how much you blow on it, it's not going to get hard. <laughs> but no, it was. Um, it, it's uh, it's all yeah. It's uh, it's gonna all come. It's all gonna get good, and then it's gonna get bad, and then it's gonna get worse, and then it's gonna get good again, like every season. And then there's just chaos going on with the Gallagher's. Utter oh, chaos. always is. Always is. And that's yeah. why we love it. Are we? Um, yeah. Now I know it might be kind of soon, but are we looking at a season nine? Are you guys lined up to come back? Yeah, we are. We got the official pickup a couple of weeks ago. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. Stuff. Season nine. Yeah. So it, thank it's you. Tough. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. We're we're happy to have it back. Yeah. And it could go on forever. Like the storylines, there's so many ways and directions. Like you said, there was stories this high up, and it just went in a complete different direction. So there's like it's like almost like the Kardashians. They can go on for twenty some seasons because everyone wants to watch a dysfunctional family. That oh, so in, in a world full of Kardashians, be a Gallagher. <laughs> Be a gallagher. That's the greatest. Exactly. I love that. I absolutely love yeah. that. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, Steve. Um, yeah. You want to take, take a call? I got a call. We're just dying to go on to talk to you. What do you think? Sure. Go ahead. Let's do it. Awesome. All right. Let's uh, let's click him in here. And a caller, thanks for waiting. You're on the air on the stoop with Steve Howie. Go ahead. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi, Good. Jeff. How are you? Who's this? <laughs> This is Christina, and I'm calling from the bathroom at a Flyers game. Listen awesome. That. That's where you should be. <laughs> That's dedication right there. I just wanted to ask a question. What is the craziest shenanigans that went on off set, on the set? Um, well, you know, look, when we do these uh, love scenes, we have to wear <laughs> these things called cock socks. You know what that is? <laughs> yeah. It's like a flesh-colored oh, no. Crown Royal bag. <laughs> right? It's a, it's a little smaller for my case. And anyway, you tie it around, you put your junk in there, and you, uh, you're you good to go. And, and, then, and then you're discreet. You're very respectful to your partner. Well, so, like, you know, the guys will have that because they have scenes. We just run around the set. It's fun. You know, it's fun. Oh, it's harmful. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, those we're we're pretty we're we're all family and we're all like you know we're pretty we're pretty you know tame because we do so much crazy stuff on the show that you know the the, the I think the craziest stuff that we do is when we go to Chicago. That's when the debauchery happens. It's awesome. I absolutely love the show, and I absolutely Thank love you. the naked butt shot. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you have an excellent taste. <laughs> Uh, Christina, <laughs> thanks for coming. Back to the flyers, guys. Go yeah, finish up, wash your hands, get another beer. <laughs> bye. All right, bye. <laughs> uh, that was great. She is a massive fan. She's been dying to talk to you. And everybody is. I got so many people just blowing me up just trying to talk to you, Steve, and uh, we appreciate you coming on. So um, that was one of my questions, uh, you know, some of the crazy stuff that goes on. But like I said, you're a very tight-knit family. Describe how close this group has really become through the years yeah well you know the kids we just celebrated uh emma rose kenny's uh 18th birthday um that um 
Emmy Rossum and Shanola Hampton like threw together. When she auditioned, she was nine years old, and so was uh, Ethan Tukoski. He was nine years old. Now they're eighteen. So the we grew up with these kids. They grew up with us. And as far as the adults, like, um, you know, there's, there's not one character that's like the same. I think that the, the closest similarities is uh, Lip and Ian, mm-hmm. just, just because they're both male, they're similar in age, but they couldn't be, you know, polar opposites. So everybody's just a, a pillar in this foundation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, some, some are bigger than others. You know, there's, you know, obviously we have our, our matriarch, Emmy, Fiona, and then the patriarch, Bill. But, you know, as far as everybody else, we're all nice and peppered out. And, and we all have our individuality amongst this, uh, amongst this, um, this ensemble. So I think that's one of the reasons why, too. And also the fact that the, the Gallagher's are the family and we're the next door neighbors that, you know, are the family adjacent. So or family extended. So. Yeah, we it, it just fits. It just fits. It just fit like a glove. That was due to John Wells and the casting, and just getting luck. You know, it's very yeah. lucky. Everybody's very lucky that it just fit that well. Yeah, absolutely. It works out great. I mean, it's 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 great to see it too. Um, another call. I'm gonna take another call, Steve. Sure. Excellent. Thanks, man. All right, we got uh, Tom. Tom, you are on the air on the stupid Steve Howie. Go ahead. Hey, hey, Steve. Uh... How you doing? How you doing, Tom? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, I re- really appreciate you, uh, um, you know, doing something for uh, the uh, cancer cause and uh, bringing that out to the forefront, you know, because that is a big problem, you know, for men. You know, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well, thank you, man. I appreciate it, yeah. I think I'm going to get yeah. more into it because I'm just learning. I'm just learning about it more. Uh, there's there's a nonprofit uh, uh, group called uh, F Cancer. I think it's actually spelled out, you know, F U C K. But it's uh, yeah, subtle <laughs> name. Uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I I think that you know it's something it's something there's something there. You know what I mean? Like because look. look in all honesty, I remember my nurse at school would always tell me, encourage us to like play with our balls because you had to, because you know, cause if you find a lump, you want to find it sooner. It's true though, right? But yeah. no one ever told us to like check our, you know, pecs. Because you, well, I mean, you just buddy, think. Got me feeling on my, my ball, my chest, you know, so it's a good thing. Wow. You know? Well, how it's are you doing now? <laughs> Let's hope that more guys out there do it too. You know, for yeah, you know, exactly. Right. Well, thank you, man. Right. Thank you, Tom. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Tom. Thanks a lot for calling in. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, man. Thank you. Tom is a uh, military guy. He's a good dude, and uh, he been asking also for hours to get and talk with you, Steve. A lot of people just want to talk. To oh, great cool. People. Yeah, I I yep. just want to say really quick too. Um. Uh, yeah, with the whole breast cancer thing, that if you do get involved, we would love to talk to you more about it later down the line, too. Um, my sister is a survivor. She had it two years ago, and my mother was oh, wow. just diagnosed this past weekend. So, um, oh, yeah, it, it's I'm just... Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank, thank you. you. It's just, um, 
yeah, it's crazy how it all and uh, the the shows were actually coinciding with like what we were going through too. So it was just a yeah, it's crazy. It comes out of nowhere. It's, it's, it's such a bitch, and F cancer is right. And um, so if you do get behind that, please uh, put me in touch, and we would love to know your part in that or what what you have. Going yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, well, I'm so sorry though for your family. That's crazy. Thank you. I said awareness is you know, certainly something that helps. Um, other stuff that you get into, Steve, when you're not acting, and I know you act a lot, and I know you're big into your family, though. What are some of the things you like to do when you're off time? Um, I, I saw that you had a big uh, 40th birthday bash with the group from Shameless surprise party. Yeah. Uh, stuff you like. What do you like to do? What, what do you like to do online? Yeah, that was that was really cool. Uh, my wife um, surprised me with all my friends and family, uh, and they were on a deep. She rented it like a five-decker boat and Whoa. we just went out and there was gambling and open bar and dinner and a dance floor. It was pretty, it was pretty <laughs> spectacular. Um, but when I'm, done, when I'm not working, I'm usually, uh, you know, taking care of the kids and because uh, I have three kids. Yes. And I'm trying not to, you know, try into the water um you know because they just i understand why people drink. Oh, i understood before i was just like why do people live on death just drive in the lakes <laughs> don't let don't let your kids you be jealous kids, but after you have kids you're just like okay push me fault we all die now anyway that's more <laughs> but um that's a good that you know what that is that's a good parent that's what that is because if I didn't have that attitude, it would mean that I probably wouldn't see them or care. But because I see them a lot and take care of them a lot, you know, I'm just like, God, you, you people, you're just, you're just, you know, they're draining. Oh, like you know, like you know, I could just leave, start another family, and then wait till you, then wait till you grow up, and then uh, then I'll come back in your life. Oh, it's so mean. <laughs> um, no, but you know, I mean, look, I just, I, I've been working a lot. I don't have a lot. I work out, I go run, you yeah. know, occasionally ride the motorcycle. Occasionally we'll go out and do some, you know, uh, martial arts stuff, you know, not nothing crazy, but, um, try to go see friends, try to see my, my brother who lives in town. Um, really the, the downtime is more work. So it's just, you know, I'm now getting to a place what I really want to do for 2018 is manage um, my time and have more sure. plans going. I think I think that's the next step. I think it's the next evolution is having a, a full calendar, right? Yeah, not, sure. right like right, right now, it's, it's a full calendar, but it's not specific enough. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm talking like, you know, hourly. <laughs> 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 I, I I want a regimen, an hourly regimen. Well, your yeah. work your workout schedule is is that's it. That's all you do. It, it you do like running or how how involved? Look, in the I, I, look, look. I work. I wake up. I get. I wake the babies up, um, or they wake me up. But usually, I just I'm up and then <laughs> I get my I get my son ready for school, and either his nanny. And my, because my right now my wife's shooting a show right now for NBC, so she's gone before everybody is up. 
and she's okay. back after everybody goes to sleep. So I have the twins, and either the nanny takes them to school or I take them to school, depending on who's around. And then I have them for the morning, and the nannies come in during the later part of the day, and I'll go work out for a couple hours and then come back. And then sometimes I'll have meetings in between there, right, or I'll have an audition, or like right now I'm working on this TV show. Before that I was in New York, and I did an episode of Law & Order SVU. Nice. Uh, which was a lot of a lot of fun. I played a, a like a UFC star, so I got to wear like Gu- Gucci and drive a red Range Rover. And, <laughs> you know, it's not really me. Um, but uh, and then um, yeah, and so really that's what it is. It's like when there is downtime, it's more work. And then on the weekends yeah. we don't have nannies, so we just have the kids all day long. So it's an activity there, it's an activity back, it's going here, it's looking for something to do, it's going to the park, right? So yeah, sure. I hear you on it's, that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, there, there's constant, uh, constant busyness. Awesome. Um, gotta let another caller come in if you don't mind. Sure. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. It's awesome. We have uh, Angel from Wisconsin. Angel, you're on the stoop with Steve Howie. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Angel. How you doing? Good. Thank you. I'm doing good. Good. Um, I did have a question for you. Go ahead. What is the biggest challenge in this role for you? Is it anything like you in real life, or is it... Um. You know, at the beginning of the season, the first seasons, I mean, there was the nudity was, you know, scary. And then okay. like any like anything else, it was just kind of came naturally. And then um I kind of like was just getting fat cuz I was like living the <laughs> I was thinking about like the life of a bartender in Chicago, and it's like Chicago has such good food and like amazing bars. That when we were okay. there, like I was, I would just just do it up, right? And I would just live life, and I'd come back like 15 pounds heavier. No joke, I would gain 10 to <laughs> 15 pounds in a week. I'm and about then, an hour away from Chicago, but, so yeah, I know the oh, food. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, right. so when when it came to like more nude scenes or sex scenes, you know, my vanity kicked in a little bit, and my health too. Confidence and it was level like, down. You know, yeah, and I was like, this is kind of like you know gross. And then like so when my kids were born, I kind of got I kind of got um, realized that I was like you know I gotta have like a lifestyle change. Like I can't keep this up because I'm going down this road. So I started just crazy working out, and I substituted a lot of the partying and a lot of the um, of stuff that I was doing because I was I used to like I had that long hair. In the mid, yeah. like the season four yeah. or five, yeah. and I was on my Harley <laughs> all the time. I was on my bike, riding to you know Vegas, riding to here, riding to there, and all you do is when you're done riding is you just like drink as much alcohol as you possibly can consume because <laughs> it's just people, yeah. you, you know the feeling. So that so then I changed that yeah. lifestyle until later later on. So that was like the biggest challenge too was to okay. um was to like kind of change because of you know i mean to full disclosure and to be honest with you it was it was it was a little vanity you know what i mean it was like you know what i'm like you know i got like all these like i gotta be like the sex god right <laughs> shinola is a beautiful right. woman 
You know, yes. she's in great shape. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this is just this is just not happening. And also, Shanola yeah. gave me a bunch of crap about that. She was just like, she's like, uh-uh, you need to handle your shit, you know? She was like. <laughs> you could still be a hot bartender in Chicago. They have those. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I was doing it really for me, too. Okay. I was doing it because I had, like Kev, who has the kids and everything, I just thought it would be, it would just, it would fit the the character and it would just, it would prolong it. You know what I mean? Because, right. Like, the, 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 like, what's the next step? Unless they wrote in that I, you know, that Kev starts, you know, doing, you know, meth or something, then, then I right. was like, you know, I, I don't know. But I had to, I was trying to make, I was trying to make a um, personal um, artistic choice that kind of like coexisted. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. How yeah. old are your twins? My twins, uh, boy and girl twins, are two and a half. Two and a half. Awesome. It's a great. I have twin boys. <laughs> oh wow! So you you know exactly what it feels like to drive into a lake. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My twins are eighteen now. So yeah. Oh wow! Oh, good for you. Oh, bless your heart. That's amazing. <laughs> we got <laughs> we got twins of all angles, from the youngest to the oldest. Angel, thanks for yeah. coming. We really appreciate it. All right. I'll see right. you later. I'll Thanks. have to beat you again on something, Sharky. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Angel. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, I thought that was my sister, Angel, calling in because she had a question for Steve about his workout regimen, but he answered it. <laughs> um, and I just want to ask Steve real quick if he can give my other sister, Sharon, a shout-out. She She's a huge fan, and um, she just wanted – to know if you could say hi to her real quick, like a hi, Sharon, if you would. Hi, Sharon. Thank you Thank so much you. for being a fan. I'm Thank so you. sorry oh. that we can't talk, but I hope this shout-out will appease any feelings you have. Now I have a babysitter. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's okay. perfect. I mean, uh, <laughs> even my wife. My wife's like, oh, my God, Steve Alley. I'm like, take it easy. Your husband's still in the house, you know. Take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> no, oh, the guy uh, So... For, for the Steve Howie fans, of course, you can catch him uh, Sunday nights, 9 o'clock, on Shameless as Big Kev. He's going to be making appearances on the show SEAL Team and uh, Law & Order SVU, along with lots and lots of other things. Oh, my wife just came flying. Steve, can my wife Cassie get a shout-out before she knocks me yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. What's her name, Cassie? Cassie, yes. yes. <laughs> How you doing, hon? Um, well, is she on? Is she in the studio or with you? Put her on the mic. She can, uh, ah, she just made her way off. She won't talk on the air. I can guarantee. All right. It. Well, send her my love. <laughs> Much love to you. We'll do absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Um, yeah. The amazing. The amazing. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. The amazing. Funny on my and the talented Steve Alley. That's all right, man. Steve, thanks so much for taking time again to be on. Uh, again. Oh so, no, it's my pleasure. Tonight, Thank nine you. o'clock. Hours too. I mean, yeah, and then there's there's a I have a movie coming out um, next year. Um, it's called Game Over Man, with um, it's for Netflix and it's the guys. You know the guys from Workaholics, Adam Devine. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they did this movie, so they uh, they wrote it and uh, their guy Kyle, who was one of the show creators of Workaholics, directed it, and uh, it's really funny. And I played a, a really fun character on it, so. Oh, that's really awesome. Check that out. Yeah, it's called yeah, Game Over Man. Yeah, definitely be on the lookout. Yeah, I can't cool. wait. All right, I'm thank definitely. you guys. 
Great talking to you. Thank you so much, you. Steve. Thank Likewise. you so much. I'll have you on again soon. Much have love. a great time. You got it. All right, man. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Woo, that was awesome. Absolutely awesome, mate. You know, just one of my absolute favorite actors. And I thank everybody who called in and asked questions for him. Last time he was on, he wanted more callers. And, uh, you know, a lot of people contacted me and I said, I'd love to call Steve. And uh, there he was. Awesome. Steve Alley. And if I missed anybody. Why is that work? What a great guy. Something else. If I missed your call, you tried to call in and I missed you, I do apologize. Um, we usually have the guests for about a half hour. I saw we were running late with Steve. It got close to 9 o'clock. Uh, 6 o'clock his time, but he's on set. He's eating tacos. He's being awesome. He's shouting out. He's answering phone calls. Awesome guy. Steve Howie of Shameless. Terrific. That was great. That was great, wasn't it? I'm, I'm so kind of giddy. <laughs> I know. You know it's what I love so cool. about it? This the same thing I said about him last time. He um, He's not going to play character on the show. He's going to call in, interview, and he's going to be straight up what he's into right now. He's eating tacos. He's uh, getting drug around by his um, wired cord there strapped to his back. Yeah. <laughs> he thought you were your insurance salesman when you first called. He was like, yeah, hello. I know. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> And it was funny because I just got done talking about how imagine getting like a traffic accident with this guy and him coming out being all big and hulky. So uh, we're like, Steve Howie's a yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, SEAL Team. We have a new yeah. Netflix movie coming out, Game Over Man. Be sure to check out Steve Haley and both of those. He's great. Absolutely, and apparently he wears Gucci and drives a flashy red car and Law and Order SVU, <laughs> too. That I got to see. Uh, he's going to play an athlete, awesome. UFC guy, football player. I meant to ask him that. I cut, you know, we ran late. He seems like he's always into athletics, and obviously, when you look at him, he's, a, he's in great shape. He's a cool guy. It's funny. Just makes me laugh. You know, a couple of times I had to mute myself because I'm laughing so damn hard. <laughs> uh, he is funny. <sighs> He tells that story. What was it called? The the cock sock? Is that what it was? The cock sock. Yeah, a crown royal bag. Flesh colored crown royal bag. Wow. You gotta That's go great. out and get me one of those. Yeah, he said you your name. Of course he said. The wife had to make yeah, sure she got the chef. He said your name. You can always watch it on the replay. I mean listen on the re he wanted you to get on the mic. Oh, I caught up. Yeah, my my wife uh, Cassie <laughs> is here. We lost Steve already for the night, but uh oh, he's like uh, you wanted to get on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't want to talk to you. Um, my wife comes Ooh. out of the studio sometimes. We share some beers and uh, we drink and have a good time. It's laid back here at the stoop. This is what we do. I know. Look at that. I got a lot of beer here. She's like marveled at the size of oh, my oh, giant. No. I, prom- <laughs> I promised the giant beer glass. That would have been pretty funny right there. I promised the giant beer glass. You got to listen to the replay because Steve Howie definitely said your name. He sends his love and he said much love. And yes. I now lost my wife, Steve Howie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the guys lost tonight to Steve Howie. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why it was kind of funny. That, that, that guy Tom called in. He's like, uh, you know, he's like, how'd I do? And when he said about you know rubbing his chest and grabbing his balls for pleasure <laughs> as well as public service, that's what it's all about. That's perfect. That's the kind of yeah. stuff we do. There's no, there's no out of line here. It's you know we are laid back. You know, Steve screaming, ah shit, in the background. <laughs> yeah, we do it. <laughs> He's like, no get out. Do you imagine if you knocked on his door? He's like, get away from me. I would run. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And I, uh, that, I mean, that's that's going to be a moment. 
that's going to go down in, in history of this show. And, you know, we strive to get bigger. We strive to get better guests. Of course, tonight was a perfect example. But if we ever get big someday, I'm going to play that snippet of me calling Steve and him being like, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> a thousand times. Because that's freaking hilarious. Yeah. I know. We have to chop those up. Just like, at first, I thought he was like, at first, I thought he was kind of like being in character, like, you know, giving me the tough runaround. Meanwhile, he's just... He's a real here's dude. A, here's a funny story, too, going back to that. And this is why nowadays that um, scammers and people that screw around with, with cell phone numbers and all make problems. Uh, when we had Steve on the show the last time, uh, of course, he's out in California, and I had contacted his PR people, um, and I emailed them, and I said, we'd like to have Steve on the show. Uh, I didn't hear anything back for a few days. I'm like, okay, you know, you take your chances. You try to get people. Some come on. Some don't. Really wanted Steve, so I love Shameless. I love Steve. I love them in Reba. I love them in everything. I emailed people. Nothing happens. A couple days go by. I'm leaving my, my day job, and my cell phone rings. And I look, and I'm like, Los Angeles, California. Okay, here we go. I'm figuring it's some, you know, some scam. So I answered the phone, and I said, yeah, just like that. <laughs> he says, uh, yes, uh, Jeffrey. Yep, got him. Just like that. He's like, uh, my name is, I don't want to get, I don't know if I should get his name out on the air so people don't start hawking him for Steve Howie stuff. Anyway, my no, name fine. is uh, <laughs> Joe Smith. I am the uh, PR man for Steve Howie, and we want to talk about having him on your radio show. So I'm like, who are you again? And he <laughs> says, Joe Smith. We want to talk to uh, talk to Jeff about having Steve Howie on a radio show. So, of course, I turn and I said, hold on one second. Come back and I say, hello, uh, this is Jeff Brittany. How may I help you? You know, I was so, here I am, like, just blowing this guy off. Meanwhile, all he's doing is just returning my phone call to help me get something really big going on. And I'm just treating this guy like some, like I said, like some insurance salesman or some my crazy goodness. crank. So it looks like we played each other back and forth there. That was awesome. Great stuff, Steve. That's great. You put me right back up in place. That was one of the funniest things ever. I love I'm never going to live that moment. Cool. Is that? <laughs> oh, my God. So great. So chock full of energy. Got to calm down just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about a couple more things. Uh, we got uh, – so it turns out um, – remember the story of the hacking of the episodes of Game of Thrones, season seven? Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently they have charged somebody, an Iranian hacker. Yeah, he's charged with the hijacking of unaired episodes of Games of Thrones Season 7. Uh, apparently driven by money, the hacker demanded $6 billion in untraceable currency to not reveal the episodes. Are spoilers really worth $6 billion, Joel? $6 billion. This is crazy. Like, I don't even understand this. So he has the episodes, or he's just giving away the spoilers? I think he was... Um, from what I gather, he, he had the information. I don't know if he got a script for the actual episode. Oh. Sometimes oh, yeah, I read the not even in season seven. Oh, we're not. Are are we? I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch. <laughs> We've had this talk before. I don't watch. I know I'm like the only person on earth that does not watch Game of Thrones. But, yeah, I mean, but, I, you know, I don't care what he's showing or what he's giving. Six billion dollars. I mean, tell me the ending. That's I'd rather insane. know it. Than, I'd rather know it than pay some jackass six billion dollars to keep it quiet. 
A- am I right? You know what though? I I I freaking am one of those people who hates stupid spoilers. Like, don't spoil it. And um, I I. I, I just don't understand it. I don't know when people, like, I'm explaining a show to someone, and they're like, oh, well, just tell me the end. No, I'm not going to tell you the end. I hate spoilers. Like, don't you want to be surprised? I don't want to know what happens. So if he just had the spoilers, I don't know why people would just want that, because that drives me crazy. I hate knowing, even if I, like, read a book, like, I hope the movie's kind of different, because I don't, I don't like knowing what's going to happen. I like being surprised. Um, I know there's a lot of my friends, my boyfriend, they don't they they don't care if they know what's what. How are you? Do you like do you care about spoilers or no? I would rather not know the endings. Like I would rather be surprised like everybody else. Um, some people tend to Google it, read ahead of it to get to the ending. That's not really my thing. I like getting to the end. But by the same token, I, I don't see anybody getting rewarded with six billion dollars. I really don't. I don't see. Yeah. I'd rather know. I'd rather know the ending, and you know. And watch it and have some schmuck who got lucky with his uh, computer gain $6 billion. That's just me. Okay, so that that last season was season seven. So it's already out. So maybe he got it to Iran earlier than, than expected. Right. Apparently, <laughs> apparently he had gotten it before the show was aired and were holding him ransom, if you will, uh, oh. from what I read. But they finally caught this fellow. They finally traced it to this guy. And I'm not going to say his name. It's not worth saying his name. It's not worth giving him a whole lot of publicity. Um, but he got thumped. Um, another subject we've got to talk about. The, the world is just going absolutely nuts with uh, sexual harassment allegations. It's getting ridiculous. You get a little carried away. Um, and if you've done it and you're guilty of it, now's the time I guess to fess up before people call you out. But uh, an interesting... Uh, comment today from uh, Oliver Stone, movie maker Oliver Stone. And he's kind of speaking up in his defense after allegations of sexual harassment were placed against him by actress Melissa Gilbert. Um, Stone was quoted as saying, she knew what kind of movies she was auditioning for and the thousands of others that auditioned were in a safe and open environment. Uh, she auditioned for the movie The Doors, uh, the uh, biography of Jim Morrison and the band of The Doors. Obviously a lot of graphic uh, things in that movie, nudity, drug use, uh, the whole nine yards. Um, so he, he more or less was saying that, you know, it was a wild movie about hardcore rock and roll and that explicit scenes would be expected. Does does Oliver Stone have a point? I, I know what side you're on. I, I know where we're at with the sexual harassment thing, but does Stone have a little bit of a point that you got to kind of realize the atmosphere you're going to get into? Because he says a wide open audition, thousands of people were there in a very safe environment. She said that the the experience was horrendous. What do you make of it? Yeah, and and humiliating. And she said she was like drug into a back room, and made to do like a a sexy scene, like on her knees and stuff like that. So um, she felt humiliated, and she felt like hers was like physical, and she felt really embarrassed, and she like ran out of the thing crying. Um, I don't know. I mean, only they know the experience. Um, she said she wasn't going to say his name in the beginning when she was accusing him and telling this story and then she came out she was going for meg ryan's character pam in the movie um so she just felt really uncomfortable she was humiliated and um she said she humiliated him in a way so i don't know i mean i i guess it's that i i guess if you're going to audition someone in a manner say a certain scene you have to do that for all of the women 
And if the thousands of women weren't auditioned like that, like she only had that experience and, and it didn't feel right or she didn't feel safe in a way, then, then that's wrong and she should, should speak about it. So she did feel some type of way to, to bring this forward. And um, But another a playmate, um, Carrie Stevens, said that this guy groped her at a party, Oliver Stone. So he does does have that against him too. So he could be a creep, you know, you, you never know. But um, she was embarrassed and humiliated. But I think that's as far as it went. Like, he asked her to do that, like, weird scene for him. Wow. Sorry, I both took a sip at the same time. Very uh, very, un- <laughs> very unsafe to be a male or female in Hollywood right now. A lot, I mean, the stories are flying. Um, yeah. And I got to twist sides here. You know, I know... We don't want to get political. I'm not trying to be political. It's got really nothing to do with being political. I know I, you know, sometimes I rally around the Donald Trump thing. Um, again, I'll reiterate because this wasn't a Hillary Clinton fan. I'm not saying that Trump's really setting the world on fire. But I got into a guy the other day uh, on Facebook, and it's Al Franken. You know, mm-hmm. Franken's got a lot to say. A guy who really likes to put people in their place, gets very political, uh, always has something to say. Well, now there was allegations about him and, um, you know, the the woman at the, the military um, thing there and uh, Leanne Tweed and you know, people are coming out and saying that Al Franken's a groper. Uh, I read today that 36 former staff members and current staff members and women from Saturday Night Live that worked for Franken for years said that uh, this wasn't true. He wasn't that kind of guy. And again, now we're judging because everybody's pointing fingers. And if Al Franken isn't that kind of guy, and this is a misread story, then I apologize. Honestly, I do. He, I, you know... Uh... I have, uh, I, I don't, I don't feel that way though. Like the Charlie Rose, all those women, they're like, well, how can you love a guy that's done such horrible things? And then an hour later, Charlie Rose was axed from CBS. And, yeah. uh, Lena, Lena Dunham said that she defended her friend, but he was like accused of rape. And, and she said before, she's like, women don't lie about rape. So you can't, I don't know. You can't be rooting for them. If they're doing this and, and people right. are really accusing them and if their stories are accurate and true and they get tried for it, like, like, why are you backing them? You don't need to back them. First of all, they can fight their own battles, but right. I don't, I don't understand Al Franken thing. Like apparently he was an asshole. Like there's, there's proof of it. So, so why I, I don't see the up in arms to defend him. You know, I, I agree. Like I said, I'm not a Franken fan. I, you know, he's, mm-hmm. Just some skit comic actor. He even said he you know, did drugs back in his day, and now he's Mr. Congress, Mr. Finger Pointer. And then this comes out, and all of a sudden he's quiet. Um, so the people defending him, I mean, if it's, again, we don't know anybody's story. Mm-hmm. If the stories aren't true, you know, God will be your, your judge eventually, long and short. But the one thing I got to tell you is the shit's got to stop. It's everywhere, it's all you read about anymore. The, it is. It's, the young, it's the, young uh, the gymnastic girl from the Olympics said that the um, the team doctor was uh, groping her and sexually harassing her. I mean, she's oh, a young he kid. Did, no, he did that to like a hundred. We had a story about it. He did that to like a hundred and fifty gymnasts. That that young yeah. girl. But it, yeah, she that, came out recently again, and it just. I mean, these are young kids. I know. It, it's just. And a lot of these, 
are minors, you know? You're a young actor. You go to a party. You go to an event. Like, who's to say you're not 18? You're you're hanging around adults and drinking with everyone. So, I mean, it happens more often times than not. So, it's scary. It's real. It's apparent. It's being more and more brought out. Um, and it's in the news every single day. And everyone's um, telling their story. I think it's great that people are coming forward with their stories. And uh, it's just sad to see how how rampant it is. I got to tell you, I mean, I'm just lucky that me and Joel have a good thing here on the stoop because if I shared stories about what she did to get on this show, it would blow your mind. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you got to hear the audition process. <laughs> this is where this is where we, we, we aired the dirty laundry, Joel, and I'm sorry yeah. to do it to you in front of all the fans. Uh, basically what happened was Joel wanted to be on the show really, really badly. <laughs> and I would, you know, message her and, and, and text her and, you know, Beg her to be on. She's like, screw off. And I beg her, please come on. And here she is. <laughs> Lucky us. It, it, it's like the leftovers. The leftovers has a scene where uh, Kevin Garvey's trying to get out of heaven or hell or purgatory, and he has to sing one karaoke song to get back to earth. So that was like my audition process for the stoop. I just had to sing one karaoke <laughs> song <laughs> to get on the stoop. But she I really did. That, that it. It came down to that. Um, came down to a lot of beers. Came down a little bit of guts. And um, Jewel swore all night she wasn't going to do it. And I said, you know what? Maybe she's not stupid material. And uh, she pushed me out of the way so fast, pretty sure I flew across the bar. She ran up on stage and belted out some tunes. That's yeah. our Jewel. She, she's a gamer. And uh, we've had her ever since, and we love her. Um, another topic here, Uber. That's right. The... Um, Internet taxi cab, if you will. Ubers and hot water after the names, addresses, license numbers of over 50 million people, co-workers, passengers, etc. were hacked from their database, compromising millions of people's information. Crazy stuff. They since uh, fired their chief of security. Uh, I guess so. Um, God. Jewel, how deep of shit is Uber in after all this? Oh, my God. You know all the taxi drivers are like, yes. Yeah, Call Uber. Crumble. <laughs> We're back. But, um, no, yeah, Uber was it. I guess people are, I don't know. Are they even going to, like, trust, like, sites like Lyft? That's another one that, that's pretty yeah. popular. Um, Uber's the shit, though. Like, I everyone uses Uber. I haven't used Uber um, I don't know if you have, but it's it's taken over. Like, taxi cab businesses are, are going out of business. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it's um, it's a simpler solution to it. Um, I took Uber once. We were in a, the wife and I went to Hershey, PA, to visit the Trogues Brewery, and you know, there's no hotel right next door, so you got to stay somewhere and you got to trek. And uh, a lot of the Uber drivers are nice young guys. And this is a nice guy we had, and he was uh, chatty and. Uh, Everything went really well, but uh, yeah, the taxi cab business is taking a hit. Wasn't that a scene from Always, Always Sunny in Philly? Possibly. Where he attacked the Uber driver. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, God damn you, Uber driver! <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I've seen that episode. I don't watch it as often. I saw that episode. But yeah, that's what yeah. it comes down to. I mean, it's like, um, it's like anything. Like, imagine um, automatic beer pours. You're going to lose bartenders. You're going to lose your job. Computers, uh, that's why we, we have a fear of computers getting smarter. There's a lot of people out there that do work and work hard and earn their money that they're trying to replace with computer stuff or 
uh, app stuff and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think people, like customers, could sue Uber now? Or You know, I'm sure there's a million disclaimers in their thing somewhere, but yeah. you, you really you just never know. You just never know. That's uh, crazy. I'd be pissed. <laughs> so funny, I'm going back. You know, I like going on Facebook and looking at things that happened during the show. Um, my good friend Christina that called in to talk to Steve Howie uh, did, in fact, call in from the bathroom of the Flyers game tonight. And uh, just to prove it, she uh, posted a picture on my post of the Flyers game. Uh, sent us a picture of the rink, and that's uh, that's freaking hilarious. That's great. <laughs> that's he great. sounded like quite... he was a Flyers fan. I don't know. He's like, oh well, yeah, I that's mean, where he should be. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. That's pretty awesome. But that that's great stuff. She uh, she called last time we that had him on, and she, she swore to me that she was calling again tonight. And then she said she's at the Flyers game, and I'm like, hmm. So great stuff. <laughs> I really appreciate that, my friends and fans that listen and the people that come out and, and make the students what it is. And uh, for all you that are still for you that are still listening, don't forget to do it again tomorrow night. Click that link. Get to the stoop. Tomorrow night, it's Lita Ford. Yep. That's all. Yeah, it's just Lita Ford. <laughs> oh, my God. The queen of life. I'm so uh, excited. 80s uh, rock metal. Just the queen of metal. Just the a- just a freaking yeah. queen of metal. That's all. It's a queen of metal. No biggie. Just a uh, woman that I... Uh, just Steve Howie from Shameless. Yeah, just Steve <laughs> Howie from Shameless. Big Kev with his uh, cock sock. No big deal. <laughs> it's funny <sighs> now. I can imagine millions of women now trying to find where the studio is where they shoot. Just to try and sneak a peek of all these guys running around with their cock socks. <laughs> <laughs> They're so um, gonna go out and say bottle, bottle crown royal. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that's a good question though, because that was, I, that was, it was funny because that was on my list, uh, the craziest things that go on backstage, and uh, she asked it because great minds think alike, and uh, yeah, there you have it. I mean, it can only be so crazy. He's married with like three kids, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, last show, he uh, he's got a beautiful wife. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. They seem like an ideal family. He he said the last time he was on here about how much of a family guy he's into and, and being family. And I said, oh, you work, you work with all these sexy co-stars again. Yeah, and that really matters. So, yeah, good guy. It's very good guy. Very cool guy. Very down to earth. See, women love that kind of stuff. My own wife came flying down the steps here to the studio and <laughs> tried to get in see how he's cyber pants. <laughs> I know. We got people busting in left and right. <laughs> I know, right? I'm Nothing trying to call. Trunks. Nothing underneath the gold trunks. Funny shit. Yeah, I'm trying to call. Steve Howie. Are... Outstanding. Thank you. And again, he, he called us from the set, too. I mean, we, we're like, it's like a big time first here in Stoop. These popular actors are acting right now and shooting footage and eating tacos on a break talking to the Stoop. Being on Sale Team 6, eating tacos and talking to the Yeah, Stoop. I know, right? <laughs> I did like when he came out and said, uh, I got to do this interview. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Great. Are we doing womp womp? We sure are doing womp. We're just about to get the womp 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 womp. Jewel had pointed out tonight that womp is the uh, acronym. Is that what it is? Acronym? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spells out what's on my playlist. <laughs> what's on my playlist is a little something that me and Jewel do here. We go to our music library. We pick 
77 songs. And we'll do five. Pick five. <laughs> you didn't even flinch at that one. We do uh, five songs. We talk about why they're important to us, why we love them, a little bit about the artists, past memories, what's on my playlist. And since you went first for top five, I will go first for what's on my playlist. Whoop, whoop. And, womp, womp. Uh, womp, womp. <laughs> I love it. Um, things like a little screw it. There we go. Um, we talked about cover songs the other night, right? Yes. Okay. Here's one I should have added. It is the Pantera version of the Ted Nugent classic, Cat Scratch Fever. Ooh. Hot damn, man. I love me some Pantera. This was from the uh, Detroit Rock City soundtrack. Pantera. Um, magic Band. It's a shame that, you know, uh, Dimebag Darrell's gone. We're never going to see Pantera as a full band on stage again. I've seen them twice. Worth every penny. Amazing. Uh, that's, that's my cool. first day. Oh, yeah. Love them. Awesome. What's next? Drew, I can see that movie, us? too. I have to... Oh, it's on my list of movies and things. Yep, never seen it. <laughs> what, Detroit Rock City? Never seen it. I'm a massive oh. kids guy. Wow. Okay. Yeah, All right. Uh, number five. My girl. Bishop Briggs. Bishop Briggs. 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 <laughs> the way okay. I do. This way was... I... Yeah, this was like the teaser trailer opening for um, Orange is New Black on Netflix. It's It's got a real uh, down south, like, mm-hmm, it's got a yeah, good bass Yeah, I, I think I know the song. I think I know it. Listen yeah, good. that's yeah. Bishop Briggs. She's freaking amazing. Oh, my God, I love her. And our, our girl, Taylor Gale, she'll be on the show next Wednesday. She did an amazing cover of Bishop Briggs' River, um, so keep a lookout for that, but the way I do, this is a really, if you want to jam out in your car, crank on some, BB. Good stuff. It's funny you mentioned Orange and New Black because the beer I'm drinking tonight is from Manayong Brewery. It's actually called Sour is the New Black. The oh, sour looks beer like Guinness. Some dark finish. It does look like Guinness. dark, but it's, um, mm, hold on. Mm. <laughs> That's delicious. Sour is the New Black. Bishop Breach. All right, my next, uh, oh, one of my favorite bands of all time, and singing about something I got coming right around the corner, um, Faith No More in Midlife Crisis. <laughs> I love these guys. I love Faith No More. Uh, we talked about uh, the passing of their former lead singer uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, their new singer, of course, Mike Patton. Not really new. He's been with them a real long time. Patton's definitely one of a kind. He's got an amazing voice. This is a fun band. Talented bunch of guys. A little weird. But they always crank out great songs. I've always been a fan of Faith No More. Uh, Midlife Crisis is my second entry tonight on uh, Womp. Womp, womp. <laughs> womp, womp. It could be, that could be our thing when it's bad, like womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd be womp, womping you all the time. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Number four. Uh, anyone who knows what love is. It's a really long title, but it's Irma Thomas, very old song, brought to life by the Black Mirror episode, and also the movie Moonlight. It was like the the, the trailer song for that. Anyone? It's a very cool song. And in Is Black the, uh... Mirror, it's just crazy because they're like slaves, and she has to sing this in like an American Idol type situation, and it's very creepy. I love that show, and you have to catch up on that because it's really 
technology-driven, creepy-ish show. <laughs> creepy, creepy-ish. Creepy-ish is the new creepy. <laughs> I just made that up. I said creepy-ish. <laughs> ah, who's the Who's the artist? I'm sorry, Miss Thomas. Irma Thomas. Irma Thomas. Yep. Mother of Roger Thomas. From what's happening? That was is Mabel it? King. No, it was Mabel King to be exact. Oh, here's a song that I absolutely love. I'm even going to play in the background. Right no, I'm not supposed to. I absolutely love this song. Uh, the band is New Politics. The song is called Harlem. From the album A Bad Girl in Harlem. This, folks, I'm telling you, go out and find this song. Download it. Get it on your playlist. Harlem by New Politics. One of the most upbeat, fun, catchy little numbers you're ever going to hear. I adore this song. I actually found it on one of my PlayStation games. And went right to the playlist, added it, listened to it a billion times, tried to have it at my wedding. DJ said nobody's going to dance to it, so he chopped it. Still a great song. Are you serious? You couldn't have your song in your wedding? I get what he's saying. People got to dance. What? No, no. <laughs> DJ's going to be sadly mistaken because all my freaking weird songs are going to be played at oh, my Christ. party. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to happen. Jeff's not coming. Get a, yeah. Jesus. No offense. I love you, and I'll send a gift. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's your? Uh, all right. What's next on your list? <laughs> um, another creepy song about murdering people. <laughs> Uh, 3 a.m. by Eminem. Yeah, he's talking about chopping people up in his living room and bathtub and watching them bleed and talking about mannequins and watching Hannah Montana nude in his living room. <laughs> it's a great little ditty. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that should be at your wedding. The, the really cool... It, yeah, I know, right? But there's a cool version with uh, Travis Barker, and he does the rock version, and Travis Barker's on the drums. Damn, that really? sounds really cool. I used to play that all the time. It's funny you mention that, too. Uh, geeking myself out a little bit for people that play Guitar Hero. Um, there was a, a remake by Flo Rida, of course, and Travis Barker of Apple Bottom Jeans. And it's a rock ah, version. Really? Super cool. Super cool. To check that out. I like that. I like the kind this of song. This song's so played you know, out. So played out. I know, so played out. I'm a little embarrassed too because last night I actually forgot to put my favorite. You know, because it's not a cover song. It's more of a remake. Um, yeah. Anthrax and Public Enemy doing "Bring the Noise." Hmm. Oh, I absolutely love it. I forgot to put it on my list. That was kind of the beginning of the rock rap. It kind of built a foundation for Corn and Limp Biscuit and bands like that. Like one of the first. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Next on my playlist. That was horrible. Is it? Uh, New World Order, NWO by that crazy band. Whoops. The heck happened here? Sorry, I lost that for a second. Ministry, of course. The thing like a race had to go back. Uh, Ministry. Al Jorgensen. NWO, New World Order. It's got a little George Bush you know, snippet in there. Uh, New World Order. It's a good song. It's a hard 
and loud and it's screaming. It's one of them kind of songs, but I love it. I like ministry. They got good shit. Uh, NWO. That's my uh, uh, next to last entry. Nice. I'm actually going off of the Spotify. I just want to mention tonight because I usually go off like my Rhapsody, but my phone took a shit. And right. I want to say that story after after what's on my playlist because I want to put out a warning to anyone who wants to download this today. But I'm on Spotify right now, my niece's playlist, which we kind of have the same musical taste. I scroll Wait, let me her try a lot. Let me try it. What's on my yeah. playlist? That didn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, so. Um, yeah, uh, this wouldn't necessarily be on mine, but it's it's a good song. Uh, I Miss You by Blink-182. Oh, I love that song. And everyone always sings along when it comes on. It's just sad yes. and mopey, and, and everyone can have a good cry and sing along to it. So, yeah, they were good. There you are. I good love band. that song. It's kind of, it's kind of funny because, like, the beginning singing is, you know, Hello there. Blah, 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 blah. And then the other dude with the ultra high voice comes back with, Where are you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sounds like a whiny Jewish guy at a deli trying to order a corned beef sandwich. <laughs> Where are you? But everyone could do it. I remember there was this, like, karaoke game we had in college. We had it set up. And this was one of the songs. This and, like, Amy Winehouse. And, like, everyone would scream that part, like, Where are you? <laughs> but it's great. It's a great up and down song, actually. I like it. Just for that reason. Yeah. All right, folks. My number one is uh, one of my favorite all time songs. The original version was not as good as like earlier or later remakes and live versions and all that shit. But a uh, little song by the name of Pretty Vacant. And it's the Sex Pistols, folks. We're the Pistols. No one likes us. And we don't care. John Lydon, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten. And the Sex Pistols, pretty vacant. Not, I was never really a punk guy. I wasn't a huge Sex Pistols guy. But something about this song, man, it really brings it home. I love this song. I sing along to it all the time. Terribly, of course. Uh, but then again, <laughs> you compare yourself to John Lydon, who likes to pick his nose and give people the finger. And he's just a nasty dude. But he can sing. He's got that a singing voice. That's my. Uh, that's what's on my playlist tonight, Jewel. One more for you and. Uh, We'll go to the scorecards. All right. This is definitely my influence coming out here, but Golden Years, David Bowie. Um, I love this scene in, uh, oh, what's the movie? When they're dancing to this. A Knight's Tale. When they're all dancing and like golden. Yeah. And they did like the line dance. Oh, my God. It's great. I love David Bowie. David Bowie could do no wrong. Um, and this is just, one of his best songs, I feel. Yeah, very, you know, absolutely. Definitely love Bowie. Um, got to see him again with Nine Inch Nails. I'll mention that again. They rain-soaked concert in uh, Camden, New Jersey, several years ago. Um, just a great guy. It, one of the many, again, that passed away too soon. Always great songs. Golden Years. Uh, let's look again at what's on our playlist or our niece's playlist or our neighbor's playlist and everybody's playlist tonight. Uh, including for me, everyone. Including everyone. What's on Steve Alley's playlist? Uh, Pantera. 
but their version of Catch Scratch Fever, number five. Number four, Midlife Crisis, by one of my all-time favorite bands, Faith No More. Harlem, by New Politics. God, I love that song. Number three. Number two, NWO, New World Order, Ministry. And number one, Sex Pistols, and Pretty Vacant. Jewel comes back with her top five, or her five, not top five, five. Bishop Briggs, The Way I Do. Anyone knows what love is by Irma Thomas. I think I wrote that right, Irma, yeah. My handwriting's mm-hmm. horrible. 3 a.m. by Eminem, Jules' future wedding song. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I miss you by Blink-182. <laughs> and number one, the uh, incredible David Bowie and his golden years. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so you had a story for us about downloading stuff and ruining your phone Public service announcement time. Jewel Tatey, take it away. Well, it actually came to me while I was researching for the stoop. I was looking up, you know, what's going on today, the current events of the day. And everyone, everyone was freaking out about this game that was available for the Android. And it's called Animal Crossing. So I was, you know, watching my little nieces and nephews today. I'm like, hey, 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 little Michael. Uh, what's this Animal Crossing I hear about? Is it any good? He's like, oh, yeah, you'll love it. It's for Nintendo. It's like the best game ever. I'm like, whatever. I'll give it a shot, you know? So I downloaded it on my phone. My my daughter was playing with the game for a while. I was watching her. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's pretty cute. You know, you can make your little uh, avatar or whatever, and you make a little town, and you go in a camper van. <laughs> Five minutes later, my phone takes a shit. I mean, it goes whack out mode. It's like, bing, 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 bing. I can't get the poppers to to go away. I'm like, oh my god. And we have the show wow. coming up, and I and I have to do, you know, my work for the show. So I'm freaking out. Can't get a hold of Jeff. Can't get a hold of my boyfriend. Can't get a hold of anyone. <laughs> can't get a hold of the kid's mother. I'm watching. <laughs> like, like it, it was just a mess. So I, I go to the phone store, and they're like, oh. Oh, what'd you download? Oh, Animal Crossings? You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm like, I know that now. What can I do? She's like, oh, you got to go to a corporate store. I, I have Metro PCS, guys. It's not like T-Mobile or anything. It's like the lowest of the low. Like, I have a very simple plan. So to go to a corporate store is like, I'm like, well, where is this? She's like, oh, you know, it's on the boulevard there. Go to the corporate store. It was a madhouse. It was mobbed. It was very bad. What? Apparently. Yeah. Your phone. Yeah. So I still have no phone because the corporate store was mobbed. And um, yeah, it's a very, very horrible afternoon without my phone. Don't download Animal Crossing. It's not worth it. Don't download Animal Crossing. They got a nice little catchy uh, theme song now. Animal Crossing's in my suit. Do, do, never mind. But, it kind of uh, sounds like that. It really does. <laughs> Like, All right, so um, real quickly, I know uh, you're not going to know too many answers to this. We're going to fire it off real quickly. Six first-year eligible football players among Hall of Fame semifinalists. Big list of pro football Hall of Fame semifinalists. going to fire them off for the folks out there. You can freely pass your opinion to uh, Jeffrey Perini at Yahoo.com. <laughs> and then maybe we'll discuss your opinion on our next show. Uh, Ray Lewis and Randy Moss, of course, um, recently retired. Brian Urlacher, Richard Seymour, Steve Hutchinson, Rondé Barber. That's the six new candidates. Um, 
four previously eligible players made the semifinals. Leroy Butler, Leslie O'Neill, Simeon Rice, and Everson Moles. Uh, the other semifinalists, Steve Atwater, Tony Baselli, Isaac Bruce, Don Coryell, Roger Craig, Brian Dawkins. The dog Ooh. back on the docket. That's what he gets in this year. Alan Fenneke, Tori Holt, Joe Jacoby, Edron James, Jimmy Johnson, Ty Law, John Lynch, Kevin Mawai, Carl Mecklenburg, Heinz Ward, and the one and only Mr. T.O. Terrell Owens takes another shot at the Hall of Fame. Um, again, we, we talk. You don't follow it as close as I do. But I'm going to ask you a question. This kind of came to me last minute. I found this thing last minute. Terrell Owens. He played in Philly. Played in Dallas. The man's stats are top five pretty much in every wide receiver category. Not an ideal teammate. Not an ideal ambassador for the game. A big mouth, a problem starter, a troublemaker. Uh, so, so he's been called. Do you think the flash and the bad media press and all that should outdo your performance? No. Like, we all know he's he's kind of an asshole, but no one's denying <laughs> he is an excellent player. You know? Excellent. Like, he, he was great. I mean, we loved him while he was here. Like, he did good for us, you know? It's just... He, I mean, he's a showboater. Like, you're going to hate on that no matter what. But it shouldn't... Uh, determine whether or not he gets you know a reward for his good performances you know absolutely i i totally agree it, it kind of hurts me a little bit and i know a lot of the committee people that vote are you know stuffed shirts and 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 beat writers who may not gotten the best interview with t.o but t.o is one of the best of all time i remember vividly when the eagles made that trade to get owens i was on a computer i fell off the chair in excitement because it was great. And he had a great run yeah. here. And the guy was definitely one of the best receivers you ever played a game. Uh, top five, at least. And the thing it's going to give me is like, right now, Randy Moss is, is eligible. Randy Moss is on uh, all the TV shows. Now he's a commentator. He's a good guy. All of a sudden, everybody likes Randy Moss. If Moss gets in and Tio doesn't, man, I'm telling you, pro football may have lost me because that, that would be a massive injustice. So. And you know what? Mike, Michael Vick, Vick's a commentator, too. Like, Michael Vick did worse shit than Terrell Owens. Michael, oh, yeah. I, I'm not a, a freaking, you know, I I hate Michael Vick, always have, always will, just because what he did. Not saying right. that he's not a good football player, but right. he committed a crime, an awful crime, and I, I don't think he should be forgiven for that. No, Owens was just a jackass. Yeah. Royal. Yeah, not. Yep. Excuse me, my little hiccup there, but yeah, not really, uh, not really fair to to do that to Terrell Owens. I think his time has come. His numbers yeah. are there. They, they they speak volumes. His performance was there. Don't really matter how you act. I mean, you're not hurting people. You're just acting like an idiot. And he's an okay Family Guy. I saw him on. I think I saw him on a, a wife swap episode, and he he had to go to like a a desert island without all of his uh, luxuries. And he's like, man, what the hell is this shit? Yeah, like, yeah. It was pissed, <laughs> but like as anyone would be on a freaking desert island. But it, it was pretty funny just to see him uh, get it, <laughs> just yeah. get it, uh, roughing it out there. Yeah, why not? For publicity. Poor Christina. Uh, she's down at the Flyers game. It looks like the Flyers just lost five to two tonight to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Flyers are slumping. Um, came out of the, you know, came out sharp to start the season, but uh, hmm. it's it's bad stuff right now for the Flyers in bad shape. 
All right, let's do some uh, wrap-up on what's coming up on the stoop. We've got about 15 minutes left before they kick us off the air. So what we've got going on tomorrow night is, of course, the Queen of Metal, the rock goddess, the icon, every man's fantasy in the 80s, the amazing Lita Ford. Woo-woo! Woo! She's scheduled to join the stoop tomorrow night, and we're going to talk about probably nothing, because I won't be able to get a word out. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> now we're excited. We're going to talk about her book. We're going to talk about her recent tour. Um, a couple of guys said to me, Lita Ford, uh, what you doing nowadays? What you doing? She's back out touring, man. She's a rock star. Rock stars don't, don't give that up. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so she'll be with us uh, tomorrow night. And then uh, we come back on the, uh, you know, of course, Thanksgiving on Thursday. We come back Monday with Alyssa Geralt, lovely young actress. Got some show on the Disney Channel. We're going to talk to her about that. We're very excited. We like the young ladies. They teach us some things. Uh, Tim or Gale on the 29th, November 29th. We're very excited for this. A good singer. Great music. I like her. I like what she's got. I've been listening to some stuff. And uh, we had Bella last night. We're going to have Taylor on. She's getting some young ladies on here that can sing. Very excited for that. Uh, we keep it going with singers. December 4th. Jeff gets a little bit country. I might even wear my cowboy boots and my cowboy hat. Probably not. Cheris Lee will be on the stoop. Cheris Lee is one of the singers from the Michael Stover stable of artists. Also the daughter of former Dallas star Charlene Telton. That should be pretty awesome. Uh, looking forward to that one. That's on the 4th. Uh, December 6th, actor by the name of G-Rod. He's on the show Bounty Hunters on BET. G-Rod. Very excited to talk to him. Uh, and he just messaged this- us today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's of uh, Puerto Rican descent, so we're going to ask him if anybody of his family, how, how things are going in Puerto Rico after yeah. the terrible uh, hurricanes. So we're going to get a little in-depth with him, if he doesn't mind, and, and try to find out what we got going on there. Um, so that's on the 6th. On the 11th, a uh, former military guy uh, turned pop singer, Philip Broussard, another guy from Michael Stover Stable. He's going to be here. We're going to talk about his music, play some tunes, and talk about the transition from military to music. It's very exciting. The 13th of December, we get back to Philly, folks. Another Jewel Tatey find. Vita and the Wolf will be on the stoop. I know you're excited for that. You love these Philly Philly artists. We can't wait to have her on and and play some tunes. As we mentioned earlier today, December 20th, from the most dysfunctional show in TV history, Married with Children. Maybe not, one of them. Uh, Juliet Tablack will be on the show. She played Amber, Amber Darcy. She's going to be on the show. She's going to talk about uh, her time out of acting and, of course, some behind-the-scenes stuff with married, with children. That is the uh, current fill of the list, but the emails have been coming, folks. I got emailed uh, like four times a day about artists, uh, actors, and such. So we're filling up. We're getting ready for a new year here on the stoop. This year's been great. I've uh, been very blessed to get this bull to take by the horns. More than happy that Jewel put her arms around me and jumped on, and we're riding it out. And I'm 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 loving it, man. Tonight is the prime example why I love it so much. Friends messaging me, friends calling in to talk about the show, friends calling to talk to our guests, laughing up to some hilarious artists and just doing what we do here, man. We're lucky. We're really lucky. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Yeah, tonight was a huge show. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. 
and um, yeah, we're just doing better and better, and um, the guests are coming in, and everyone's seem, seeming to like it, so uh, yeah, we'll keep on doing it if you guys keep on liking it, so be sure to like our pages, share what you can, and, and uh, call in. Your input matters to us, so we love hearing from you guys, too, so thank you, thank you, thank you for all your support. Absolutely, and you know, kind of like what we did tonight. If you ever want to call into the show, just drop us a message on Facebook. Say, "Hey, I want to get in." I'll give you the number, and this way we can screen it and get you in. Because you know, we've had some idiots try to call before and ruin the program. That's what it's not all about. We're here having fun, but uh, we'd love to have more friends on and, and family and people just talking it up. It was great. We started off with uh, my man Mike Gonzalez. He was cracking us up. He actually critiqued our top five list. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> That's yeah, we'll awesome. have that every episode. Just call us and tell us we're wrong. We love it. <laughs> well, I wasn't wrong. I was right because he did say marriage children was first. So I was mm-hmm. right. So you can always call in and tell Jeff he's right. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Never hesitate. I'm to get wrong. That you're right. <laughs> Nicely done. And she rolls her eyes. And I caught you yawning over there a second ago, too. Sorry, I'm boring you so badly. I've had a very long day. Sorry. Uh, my uh, you know that, fucking animals. Yeah, that that sucks. It's like it's like breaking your life. It was funny because when you messed me on Facebook and said I don't have a phone, I panicked. It's not even my phone. I panicked because I know what that's like. I've got uh, clients that see me during the day and they leave their phone behind, and people like really lose their shit when they lose yeah. their phone. It's become very important. It's, become, hey, it's like it's like part of your hip, man. You, you can't go without it. No, especially when you depend oh. on it for work. It's like, oh, God, it sucks. Very, very, very cool um, Facebook post again. Uh, Angel, who called in the show earlier. Angel, if everybody uh, doesn't know, I'm going to rehash this real quick. Uh, me and John used to do an article called Beat the Shark. I used to be a pro football article. I would pick games uh, against contestants. So John got into it's when you're at the Lingerie Football League. Uh, and Angel was one of the players in the Lingerie Football League. Her and uh, I think about seven or eight other girls all decided they wanted to come in and do it. And it was great. It was great fun. I'd write articles. We'd make the picks. I'd trash talk the ladies a little bit. And we'd have a great time with it. Uh, Angel was the girl that beat me that year, which is what I know she snuck that in at the end that she wants to go again, Sharky. It's beat the shark. Of course, that's my uh, little nickname there. So she called in. It's a very cool. She actually posted a picture of herself on the phone chatting away with Steve uh, Howie tonight. Very cool. We just love how many people are uh, are into it. We thank you so much. Awesome. Yes. Oh. I may cry. <laughs> oh. Don't let me funny. cry on you. <laughs> I, I'm a little funny sometimes. 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 Um, you know, the best part about it is... Uh, can't laugh at yourself. Who can you laugh at? My answer to that is Jewel. <laughs> Hardy har har. Hardy har har. <laughs> I love how I just annoy the women in my life. They love it. They love it. They come back for more every week. Jewel comes back for more every week. The wife comes home from work every day. You love it. You love the brutality. <laughs> what the heck was that? Picture pushing of Pika's Pizza. Mmm, Pika's. Upper Derby. Yum. I can go for some pizza right now. I love pizza. I'm like so pizzaed out right now. It's horrible. Stop it. There's no such thing. It's a I, thing you're, I you're know, but there is. Out. 
really when you is. have pizza like two days in a row, you get pizza out. Mm-hmm. Like you just want mm-hmm. something different. Right now, I want a hot turkey from Wawa with some spinach Ooh. and provolone and oregano. That would and make cream. my life right now. <laughs> and cranberry. No, no. <laughs> I don't uh, like fruit. So Mike, Mike, if you're out there listening, uh, get yourself out to Wawa for a uh, turkey sandwich with Merrill's um, Joy. I forget. I'm not married he yet. Knows. I know kind of <laughs> he knows. He should be. Seriously. Yeah, I and I'll have a phone, so this is me telling you, go out and give me a damn sandwich. Exactly. This is you know you got to find a way to communicate one way or the other. Go get your your, your lovely woman a goddamn sandwich. Bitch, get me. Do a you sandwich. eat? Do you eat late at night? Like I would never eat right now. Like well, if I was super starving, I would. But if it's like ten o'clock, I, I try not to eat. That doesn't bother me. Oh okay. Especially when I'm out. You know, <laughs> when I go out and have a couple cocktails with the buddies, two o'clock in the morning, pull up to one of the Philly uh, legendary places, Steve Steaks. Oh God. Yeah. Two a.m. I'm telling you. Mm. Delicious. Yeah. Just delicious. That's when it's good. That's when it's the yeah. best. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's best. Oh, let's talk about good drunk food. Okay. <laughs> China Panda. Minutes, so let's, let's do it. China Panda? Really? Yeah. It's great. Is that the place on... Um... Or Panda Express. That's what it's called. Where's that at? I'm trying to think. There's, to one, to a... there's one at Nishamini. Right by... Uh, oh. uh, the Starbucks. There's a yeah. It used to be just a Penn State. I was so excited when they brought it down here. There's one in uh, Port Richmond now, Pan Express, and uh, yeah, that's some great chunk food, especially that and pizza, like really good pizza. Um, yeah. Of course, like Steve steaks, cheese fries. Oh, it's great. You go to the, like the Tropicana, and they have all of that. They have Tony Luke's. They have like all the pretty much good junk food to eat. Chickies. Crab fries and all that. Man, some good stuff. I'm like starving. Yeah, drunk food yeah, for right? me is uh, drunk food for me is food. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Um, a couple times when I you know I get you know a little bit of drink in me, I like to make uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. So mm. I love grilled. It's a little bit of work, but it's worth it in the end. Uh, Steve steaks, like you said, any sandwich from Wawa. No matter how disgusting it is when you're drunk. Uh, did I ever tell you a story about the real quick about the uh, the blue cheese and chicken parm? No. Okay. So I ordered a sandwich real quickly, very quick story. Went in, and I pretty much couldn't see my hand in front of my face. So you go to the touch screen, and I ordered. <laughs> and, I, and I know what I ordered, so I saw the receipt. I ordered, their, uh, I ordered their buffalo chicken sandwich. You know, the, the blue cheese sauce and the buffalo sauce with the chicken patty. Tomato, onion, bacon. So I get it home and I take a bite. I'm like, hmm, it's peculiar. <laughs> I take the chicken patty out. And on one side, it's the buffalo chicken. On the other side, it's chicken parm. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm kind of dread- I'm, I'm dreading what happened to that sandwich to make them <laughs> reuse the patty. But I tell you what, I hate to keep saying it on the air about me being drunk. But when you're drunk, go out and get yourself a chicken parm and blue cheese. <laughs> Buffalo oh, sandwich. Wow. no. They reused the patty? So I made love to that sandwich that night. I'm oh, not going to lie. God. I was making out with that sandwich. Gosh. We were swapping spits. It sounded, but I don't even remember. At the moment, it was like all over my face. God, oh, my God. Great. I have a similar story. I was hungover, and 
all there was was chicken patties in the fridge. I'm like, all right, like I was just, I, I just got finished being sick from being very hungover. This is years ago <laughs> at my mom's house. And, and she had like this little like sauce, like marinara sauce. So I'm like, all right, I put it on the chicken patty. Like this will calm my stomach, right? <laughs> it was a marinara. Do you know what it was? Cocktail no. sauce. Oh, my God, that is disgusting. That is disgusting. It was disgusting. so gross. I oh went, God. and I got sick again. <laughs> oh, my Ugh. God. That, oh. like I actually got, like, a tingle down my spine just thinking of that. I know. Oh. Ooh, terrible. I love shrimp. I love shrimp, too, and I absolutely cannot stand cocktail sauce. Oh, God. Me neither. Oh. Earlier, Steve Howie's eating, uh, eating tacos. Tacos. I'm jealous. I know, right? <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up before uh, the British lady comes on and boots us off. Once again, humongous thank you to the amazing Steve Howie from Shameless. Big cat. Thank you for coming on tonight, taking phone calls. Thank you for everybody that called in. Thank you for everybody that listened. And don't forget, tomorrow night, Queen of Metal will lead it forward right here on the stoop. So a lot of Ow! stoops. Ow! A lot of great stoop stuff. Coming your way. I actually said that properly. Stupid stuff. Very good. For the amazing, the lovely, the drunk food eating Jewel Tady, I'm your host, Jeff the Shark Perini, reminding you on this Thanksgiving week don't be a douche. And be thankful for what you have. Today <laughs> I should just hit the end episode button by the time I'm done doing my sign off. Jesus Christ. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. Thank you. Don't, you take it. don't focus you on have the storm. Derailed. Just dance in the rain. Can you say goodbye, please? Bye bye. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you again. Uh, We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye.